Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. Wigan Athletic 2, Doncaster Rovers 1. We'll discuss every aspect of it in the next 15 to 20 minutes. The match officials, we'll talk about them as well. A little bit of aftermath, Bovril and sausages and Rupert the Burr pants. Anyway, we'll come up to all that in a little while. A warm Sunday welcome to Paul. Hiya. Adam? Yeah, I'm here. Happy Sunday. The Happy Sundays. That if what a name for a band that'd be, wouldn't it? The Happy Sundays. I wonder why yeah. nobody's thought of that before. You're twisting my melons, man. <laughs> right, let's crack on with the game. And what a game it was. I thought it was in complete control. The stats. Possession with a 63%. With 13 attempts on, on goal, they had three. Fouls, 17 altogether, with us committing 10. And we ended up with four yellows. So, so 40% yellow card ratio for, for fouls committed there. And attendance, 8,900-ish. I, I mean, to be fair, the ref were giving out yellows when you got fouled, wasn't he, on occasion? He was, yeah. We'll come to the ref a little bit later, Paul. All right, the go, the game. I've just said I thought we controlled it. Tommy Niela and Cousins are a different, different level. Yeah, it was um dominant performance, but with some, um, particularly in the first half, maybe sort of lackadaisical moments, particularly for the goal. I think we were a bit just asleep there, and, and on another couple of occasions we were a little bit. But in terms of the general play, we bossed it. Um, and... I think what, what's really positive at the moment for us is the fact that every set piece that we get now, we're looking dangerous. So if we can get territory, you're always going to pick up free kicks and corners with, with that delivery from Max Power, which is absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, and I agree with Naylor and Cousins. Basically, those two are allowing our fullbacks to get forward a lot because they can sit in when the fullbacks go forward. It's 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 not too dissimilar, is it, for to an England setup, you know, where they have um Phillips and Rice in there. So so that your other players, like your wing backs and your your four forward thinking players can go and do their jobs. So they're unsung heroes, but I think I think most Latix fans um are noticing their qualities now. Paul Tom Naylor seemed to cover every blade of grass yesterday. I thought it was magnificent. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the key element in that for me was the fact that when we were out of possession, there wasn't any sort of threat. You didn't feel scared. Um, I mean, particularly when Wickham had the ball, they put some good moves together. And although we kept them out with the defenders, they, you know, they would get through the midfield. And you just didn't think they were getting through the midfield at all yesterday. I mean, you, you look at the the cross for their goal. It was, it, you know, it was... It wasn't planned. It was just speculative. Balls eye in the air, I'll overhead kick it and put it in an area. And it was indecision on, on our part, wasn't it, that allowed them to score? Because they, they didn't look threatening at all. And that's down to, you know, mostly that midfield, cutting them cutting them apart and covering the grass. Yeah, well, as Adam alluded to, uh, they, they did look threatening on one occasion when uh, Joe Dodu set up the goal scorer. Was it Tommy, Tommy Rowe? A nice finish, but... I think that was more of a, like like Adam said, a lapse of concentration at the back. Uh, nobody attacked that ball. It was late to bounce and whoever was, you know, should have been picking him up uh, just didn't. I'm not sure which one of the centre-halves it was, but you, you, you almost saw him look at it, leave it to the other one and put himself in position for the next bit of danger when he perhaps could have cleared it. They've not scored, have they? We've given a goal away. 
Yeah, and then we get a free kick, uh, debatable or not, doesn't matter. We got a free kick uh, within two minutes and a fantastic delivery from Max Power. Max Power delivers. Power delivers, always. Uh, straight onto Will Keane's head. The Zinedine Zidane of League One. There's no question about it. He is Zinedine Zidane of League One. He's the new, he is the new Nick Powell. No, he's not. He is the new Zinedine Zidane of League One. Will Keane, what an header. Superb header, yeah. I mean, it was uh, he scored a couple like that now, hasn't he? The uh, the the one against Rotherham was fantastic. To be honest, it's asking to be scored, isn't it? We had a few of those, though, to be honest, uh, where you, you've got to give the keeper some credit. Uh, but really, when you're sort of like four or five yards out, you shouldn't really give the keeper a chance. On that particular occasion, Keane didn't give the keeper any chance whatsoever. It was a really, really good, solid header. And he just seems to find himself in the right positions all the time. Um, I think it's a perfect position for him. I don't know if we, we kind of stumbled across it, I think, last season uh, when obviously Lang came back and Keane dropped deeper. But what a find. It's, it's, it's the equivalent of when we stumbled across Lee McCulloch on the left-hand side when we'd signed him as a striker. We've, we've now stumbled across a, a great number 10. And yeah, it's, it's, it's only early days, but you're, you're already saying he's the potential player of the season, aren't you? In the, he's in, certainly going to be in the running if we were going to have a, at this particular point in time, I, mean, I think he'd be in the top three for me. Yeah, re- really good. Really impressed with him. Yeah, fantastic stuff again from Keno. First half, is it some kind of record? Now, is it nine games now? And we've been level at half time in every game. Well, we need, we, need a, we need a top statistician to work that one out. I can't remember one. And yeah, I'm usually pretty good at remembering sort of things that, like that that would happen. I, I can't see it. Certainly Latics. I can't see that Latics have ever been level in every single... It is every single match, isn't it, this season? Um, got Mr Rowley on the job, don't you? Yeah, including the cup games as well. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's going to end at some point, hasn't it? Mm. When, when is it going to end? Who knows? I don't think it matters. I mean, Arturas have this sort of statistic than the one we had under Paul Cook in Paul Cook's last season where we were conceding in the last five minutes every week. I mean that was that was something, some sort of record we didn't want. But this isn't too bad, is it? Because we we come strong in the second half. I think looking at the two halves of the game, it was tight in the first, and in the second half we, we were a lot more expansive and created loads of chances, as we seem to be doing week in week out. Yeah, I take I probably take the cup games out because they're always a bit odd cup games. But I think certainly all the league games, I I can recall with the exception of the Sunderland game, I think we've been better in the second half than we have in the first half. We've got stronger as the game's gone on. And the Sunderland game was a bit of an anomaly game anyway. We were still building our side. We were missing quite a few players and um, it was a bit disjointed. But I think with every other game, we've really grown into it. And that that's really a good sign because you know that if you're going into the last 10 minutes and it's still level, we've got a hell of a good chance of of, of winning the game maybe it's the way that we play you know we we get the the opposition and chasing the ball around a lot we've got possession of it tire them out and then you know finish them off which we have in a lot of games yesterday obviously we did it a lot earlier um i would have liked that third one because you are even though doncaster never really threatened you just never never sure when you're only you know one goal ahead but saw the game out well professional performance uh, well, well done to um, 
Liam Richardson. I, I think they look different class, if I'm being honest. I'm, I'm really buzzing about, about the uh, the side was, so far. Uh, some there people... was a confidence about yesterday and a, a level of... I saw a level of patience in breaking them down that we weren't panicked. We're just like, you know, we'll, we'll get these at some point. Yeah, and their keeper pulled off a few decent saves, didn't he, as well? Competent is the uh, is the word, isn't it? Yeah, but we're just at, we're a different level. When you look at us and how we play and how crisp we play, and every second ball, there's, there's the last six man picking it up. There's always somebody to pass to. The the work ethic is unbelievable. Like Paul says, then there's no panic in that team. They know they're going to win the game. But like you say, Adam, we're just a bad decision or a slip away from, from an equalising when it's when it's just one goal. But I think once we, we do somebody with three or four, I think we're going to go on that run. And uh, it's, got, it's going to be fantastic. Anyway, talking about bad decisions, the, the, referee, the referee and and, the, and as much the Lionels yesterday as well, I just thought it was a little bit crazy. I know Doncaster fans have been asking Latics fans on social media, what did we think of the referee's performance? And they seem to get worse every week. Uh, before we slate this one off, the only referee that I thought put a good performance in this season was the one against Wolves in the Papa John Pizza Trophy. And he, I, I, I gave him an higher rating because he allowed advantage. And if it came to nothing, he pulled it back. He seemed to be a referee with a bit of common sense. But they've been shocking. And again, yesterday... McLean and Dordu both got booked after we scored. Would any of you two possibly, Adam, I think you were down there, try to explain why that booking took where those oh, I don't, don't know what the hell's going on with this referee at all. I, I, the guy next to me, we were trying to work out at times why he'd given decisions. Sometimes you can say, well, oh, it might have been for this, it might have been for that, but... That was just another example. I thought the only person who should have got booked there really was the um, was the goalkeeper because he was delaying the start of play. I, I don't think he'd give us the ball. I, I think McLean and Dordu were just... I didn't really see anything in it, to be honest. I, I could have missed something obvious, but I suspect, knowing the quality of the referee, that I didn't. There was one other as well. That, I don't know if you remember in the um, in the first half, we, we got a booking early on in the game, didn't we, when he ran through? I think he, I can't remember. It was, it was one of the centre-hards got booked for us. And then, if you remember, Will Keane picked up the ball on the halfway line, broke three, and then got pulled back. Now, Keane did release it, to be fair, so he, it was a good advantage. But he didn't go back and book him. And that's their obvious bookings. When someone turns you and you try to pull them back, it doesn't matter if you play an advantage. It should have been a booking. I, I, I just think... The standard of refereeing is so frustrating because, you know, I'm not saying it should be perfect. You know, people make mistakes, but, you know, 20 mistakes in a game is just too much. And I'm just honestly disillusioned with the standard of refereeing at the moment. Yeah, Paul pulled one up as well in the first half, didn't you, where they give that, uh, they give that corner and then he, he yeah, tried to justify it. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was clear from the eruption of the whole end of the ground, you know, South Stand plus half the um, East and West, that he'd given the wrong decision. It was one of them where he knows he's given the wrong decision. Basically, as soon as the corner had been taken, he blew up for nothing. There was, you know, there was nothing going on in the box, but he blew up and gave us a free kick as if to say, all right, yeah, screwed that up. There you go, have your ball back. But, it, it you know, for me, it was, it was an equal opportunities incompetence because there's one or two where you're thinking, 
hang on, why have, why have we got that decision? You know, as, as much as we, we get mad when they go against us, at least there was one or two that went for us. You guys know where, where we are in the ground. We're at East Stand 8. So we thought Wilkins' second goal was offside. Everyone around me, I wasn't 100% sure, but I certainly wasn't confident enough to tell people around me they were wrong. And they were pretty certain we was offside and we got away with one. But when you look back on the replay, maybe it's not quite as cut and dried as, as they expected. But... That line all gave a, a ridiculous offside decision late in the game on Jordan Jones when he was <laughs> he, he was stood still and five yards onside with about six players the other side of him received a, received a pass and he, he flagged for offside. Uh, on that one, he let it go. And like you said, Paul, it looked to everybody including Richie Wellens uh, and Noel Hunt, the assistant and the manager of Doncaster, that he was offside, but he was stood in acres of space, Wilkeen, when he got that ball. And when you look on the replays, it is borderline. But I'll just jump straight to uh, the, the aftermath stuff now, uh, while you've brought that up. And Wellens' comments, he, he berated the fourth official, and he made comments about that decision. And he made a comment... Which is a new one for the uh, for the for the opposition manager's bingo card, and he said Wigan don't need a leg up with the spending power they have. Now that is a new one, so I'm gonna we'll add that. We'll see if anybody else comes up with that one. Do we need a leg up? Well, I think everybody needs a leg up, no matter how much you spend, don't you? I think it's the most hypocritical thing ever said from a manager who last season was at Salford, who basically had been pretty much buying the way through the leagues. They've now hit, they've now hit a brick wall to an extent in League Two, but he was there last year. They were spending money galore, you know, buying buying players who um, would have been at League One, top League One clubs. Uh, they, they got that a couple of years ago. They got I know that wasn't Wellens, but Salford bought that Adam Rooney in from um, from Aberdeen. So to me, how can you how can you say and they were genuinely trying to buy it because they already had a squad. It's the squad failed the year before and. You know, he came in and spent more money, whereas we didn't have any players. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? What what are we supposed to do? what are we supposed to do? Play five aside? Well, I'm looking forward to uh, Saturday. I'm, I'm just hoping John uh, Coleman uh, Atkinson has, has uh, been flicking through these and, he, and he's trying to get you know some new statements for the bingo. Is there a Richardson Coleman link? I know there was definitely a Cook and Coleman link, wasn't there? Yeah, he played at Accrington, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, bit of a bit of a reunion, isn't it, really? Yeah, we'll talk about that on Wednesday. We yeah. will. Yesterday, it was a bit of a chilly day. I, I was sat in the stand, I felt a tap on my shoulder, and it was Adam, and he said, have you got any sausages in that flask? <laughs> but I didn't have sausages, did I? I had Bovril, and I couldn't persuade you to, uh, to have a drink of it, could I? No, to be fair, I just had a pie, so I thought that would be a bit greedy if I had a bovril after a pie. So, yeah. uh, if I'd have had a sausage, I, would you have been sausage though? Yeah, I'd always have a go at your sausage, Barry. Yeah, <laughs> right, we're going to finish off now, but we're going to finish off on a massive eye because we're second in the table. Can you believe that? I mean, would you have taken this? Of course, you are. I don't even know why I'm asking. We'll go back six weeks. Go back 12 months and said, this time next season, we're going to be second after after the number of games we've played. What a fantastic feeling. And, and importantly, we've got a game in hand on the next six clubs below us. What a brilliant position. Really good, solid start. A lot of work to do, yeah. Let's not get overly carried away, but 
you know, I, I did say at the start of the season that we were making the right sort of moves in the recruitment market. We all would have been happy with mid-table. I think where we are now, most of us are believing that we are a toxic side and then you never know the 100 points beckons again. I'd just like to say, we are going to win it and the ticks are going up. Up the ticks. Up the ticks. Up the ticks. Up the ticks. Up the ticks.